welcome to episode 49 of the Have Several Seats. It's your girl, Wumi. And it's your girl, Eve. Woo-hoo. Hey, girl, what's up? Nothing much, nothing much. Um, how are you? How's your week been? I'm fantastic. I am great. Do you know what? It's been funny because this week, I've had a lot of moments of like... I've been very emotional this week. And okay. I have a feelings because, one... That time of the month is coming. Yeah. But also too, I feel like I've been very reflective in the last couple of weeks, and I just like had to give myself a pat on the back, like, right, I have done a lot this year. Yes, girl. Like, and I just feel this overwhelming sense of gratitude at the moment. So like every day, my thing is to remember to say thank you. Like even for the like small things that people it's think. True, you have been living your best life this year. Do you know what I feel? Yeah, like, you definitely like have been living the best life. You had a very good year. You, and it's girl. very well deserved. Thank you, darling. So, you know. And it's, um, the, obviously, the year's not done yet, but I just feel like, for me right now, it's very important that I appreciate every milestone, no matter how big or how small it is, and just where I am at the moment, because, you know, life is full of trials and tribulations, and I'm sure I have some more trials to come, but whilst I don't have any, <laughs> let me enjoy <laughs> the joyous moments that I have. And, you know, nothing really spectacular can I say has happened of late yeah. but just in terms of like emotionally I feel like I'm in a very very like good place and just life is life is what it's supposed to be like I don't feel stress I don't feel like oh my god I'm failing or I'm anxiety yeah well, I mean, clearly I you are doing enough clearly you're doing more than enough you're going yeah. above and beyond in terms of your hours like the other day you said something to me <laughs> and it was like yeah you did you said something to me and at first I was like really and I thought do you know what she's so right I can't even say shit you said <laughs> oh I know what I said you said oh what, what was you doing I don't know who you do so I said I think I was saying I was tired or something you yeah. was like girl you can do this you get to work at nine o'clock you leave you're at the gym by like five you're yeah. doing this and I was like do you know what yeah I do work hard but I can't even say right now that I'm working harder than you because in general like I genuinely get to work at nine o'clock I leave work I can get to the gym by five o'clock. I'll be out of the gym by like half six, quarter past six. I'll be home like you cooking dinner, baking cakes, like doing shit. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I think what happened the other day was we were meant to record <laughs> on Wednesday and I left work and there was just a madness basically. The last, my last few commutes actually have been a bit crazy. So last week, Friday, there was a power cut. Mm. across the country the hours at home when the power cut happened I was like what the fuck is going on like and, and right. I realised I can't survive because I don't have torches I oh. don't have anything oh. like, okay so I'm African so we always have those no shit. I don't have torches but at my mum's house we did I don't know why when I've moved out it's, it's just things that you just yeah, don't, don't realise until something happens so this weekend I'm going to get myself some torches good because I got to Clapham Junction and it was like dark in the tunnels even to get to Clapham Junction was such a feat it was so crazy so that happens and then on Wednesday when we tried to record I had left work so like he- I was in such a hectic and frantic state that I got on the wrong train and then my whole journey oh, yeah, just yeah, became yeah. an yeah. absolute myth I was just like yeah this is just <laughs> dead I'm just gonna sit here and let this train carry me where it carries me in it because I just give zero fucks right now so then Thursday came and we said we said Thursday or Saturday to record, but then on Thursday, I messaged him and said, thank God we didn't actually agree Thursday because it was like quarter past seven I was yeah, still in the office. Yeah. So yeah, this, I mean, listen, I just can't wait for she has, You have very, very late days at the moment. Yeah, and I, I guess 
it's not that I don't work as hard or anything. It's just my job at the moment doesn't require yeah, me to do those extra to, hours. Yeah. It actually allows me, which is what I'm really enjoying about this job. And, it allows me to go and do my job and leave at a normal time. Yeah. So, yeah. But I also think like it's peaks and troughs, isn't it? It's just like when work, when stuff is going on, <clears> you just have to put in those extra hours and yeah. like, just get get through certain things. And then, you know, like I emailed my manager that I've to tell him that I'm. Um, on I think that Friday the thirtieth I'm take I'm, I need to be at Euston by five o'clock and he was like oh where are you going and so I said Stoke this manager is so rude yeah he was just like what the f are you doing in Stoke what's in Stoke this is a white guy yeah I was like what's wrong with Stoke he goes it's called Stoke <laughs> like who goes to Stoke yeah I do have that same question though what? I mean uh, so we have a family friend who lives in Stoke now he used to live in London okay and then his wife's over here and she wants to meet me and I haven't seen him for ages he's like a brother yeah so like I'm just gonna go spend the weekend with them and that's stuff. nice so yeah I'm looking forward to that so I was telling him and he was just like listen who lives in Stoke what is there I bet it's cheaper to live in Stoke I, I bet you mm-hmm. is I bet you've got a very nice house in I Stoke think, trust me <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna yes I'm gonna go there but anyway just this week in general, you know, the last week and a bit, it's been a lot, but we are grateful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Like no complaints over here. Yes, girl. Nah, why mm-hmm. you? Uh, I had a good week. Do you know what? I've been flexing in the gym. So yeah. this is my like third week back hard in the gym. So I'm quite proud oh, of myself. Wow. I'm hitting Thanks my four well. days a week before it's all done and dusted for the week. So I'm feeling good about that, so good. we'll see how that can continue. I'm like, I'm setting myself a goal that I have to do this every week for the next year. Like, amazing. That is my plan, and I'm, I'm kind of like not letting anything stop that. As in, there's no occasion. There's no. There's nothing that can. No, there's no afterward drinks. There is no anything yeah. that's gonna stop me. Like someone's birthday, I'll meet you after. Like yeah. if that's the no, case, that's really good. like I'm just gonna try and stick to it. Like because I've done it before. Like last year, I had a so whole good. like six month period of just going hard in the gym and I had such good results it's life isn't it it's just sometimes life gets in the way of stuff yeah you've got to just make make that time it's like even on the way to record today I could have been like oh let me go straight to Eve's to record and I was just like no let me go Sainsbury's and get the rest of my stuff for my meal prep because I know once I leave this I'm going home to have another shower and then get dressed and go out to dinner yeah and it's going to be a myth tomorrow because tomorrow I need that day to actually prepare all the food yeah what, what you food for what huh? what's the food for so it's like my meals for the week oh okay sorry I, 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 thought I, he's, I, I thought he was going to throw down some dinner and that yeah <laughs> what was happening I thought... don't, don't worry girl the next time <laughs> I know when I'm next making jollof and stuff so okay I'll cool keep your little plate and I'll even do it with like a side of veg oh yeah we can do and this and like you know some fish maybe so, so do you know what food. I have done this week unintentionally what? I've had a vegan week <gasps> Really? Well, okay, no, vegan's probably not the best. Vegetarian week we're going to go with. Um, because, yeah, because I've had a few, yeah. I had a vegetarian week because I haven't had any meat this week. Wicked. None whatsoever. No fish. No fish none. Oh, nothing. How did you find it? Well, it was fine because basically, yeah. Was it deliberate? A couple of months ago, I bought these sausages. They were like tofu sausages, but they weren't normal tofu sausages. So they're not like that watery consistency. They look yeah. like proper sausages yeah. kind of thing. And they have a better consistency. But I bought them ages ago and I froze them. I bought them in the freezer yeah. a couple of months ago. And then like... I thought, let me make them in some, like, sauce yeah. with some, like, tomato-y something yeah. or whatever. And I kind of just... Throw something together. Yeah, but then I decided, I'd made it on Sunday, so I thought, let me just make that as my meals for the week, yeah. for my lunches and stuff. And then for dinners and stuff at home, I've been making vegetables stuff. I've been having soups, I've been having, like, 
just oh. like small and smaller things. So my lunch is quite big because I had pasta with it. So like yeah. the pasta sauce, whatever. And then I had the vegetables in the evening and stuff. Yeah. So I've been feeling quite good about it. And it wasn't yeah. intentional. I didn't say I'm not eating no meat this week. I just, it just and I didn't buy no meat. Like I didn't yeah. have anything. And I did, I guess I got some in my freezer, but I just, mm. once I've cooked once, I'm not going to lie. I'm so lazy. Like I'll cook for like as long as possible, possible so yeah. that I don't Free have to stuff. cook again. Yeah, because life is yeah. busy. I was going to say sometimes that's the best way. Like if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I think that's where I've been going wrong. Because like even this week I've eaten quite well, especially because I'm not going up tonight. Um, but I went like running and stuff this week mm-hmm. and like I did my so my gym workouts my cardio gym workouts I did them outdoors so like all my hip stuff yes, girl. everything like I did it outdoors which is really good I felt amazing I remember like I was I saw this security guard he was looking at me like what is this girl doing at <laughs> half past five in the morning just here casually jumping doing box jumps on this bench what is she doing like he was just there like okay yeah. So oh, you're, like, you're doing your burpees. thing. You do your thing, Listen, girl. I was like, I'm doing burpees, high knees, box jumps, everything outside because I was like, I actually don't want to be in the gym at the moment. Mm-hmm. So that's been my thing. So, but I agree with you. Sometimes, if you just do your stuff on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you know what you're eating every day. You even to a point start to know what your macros and your calories are. Exactly. And everything. And I'm trying you know. to do things properly. So, yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, the hardest thing for me for meal prepping is weighing my stuff. But Gina encourages that you mm. weigh your stuff so you know. Because when she gives you a meal plan, she gives you a meal plan in grams. Okay. So you know that, like, okay, you can only eat 100 grams. Oh, so grams. you use a meal plan type thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because something she gave me ages ago, like at the beginning of the year. And I know when I stuck to it closely, my body changed quite drastically, actually, okay. in like a space of six weeks. Okay. Because I knew what I was eating every day. Yeah. I was exercise, exercising every day. I was exercising six times a week, actually. So see that's good yeah. see I'm, I'm but do you know what it is like in my head i know i can commit to four days a week and i yeah, know so that it's achievable six for me is amazing i just know i can't do that every single week no but it doesn't have to be every single for me it's just it just works for my lifestyle yeah. so that's what it is what you were saying in terms yeah, of your, your schedule me, mm. like i'm a morning person i think if you're an evening person to work out then i think six evenings a week is a lot yeah to be fair i'm definitely an evening person that's, yeah. <laughs> but that's when life is really happening isn't it yeah. in the evening so i think four is realistic for me what's going on at 5 a.m in the morning yeah but that's the time i prefer to work out oh, i did do one thing actually i signed up to a 5k run oh, so i'm doing know? a 5k in a few months when september in a few months that's next month rough yeah you said a few months like so a month and a half <laughs> month and a half something like where that. is it um, I'll tell you offline. Okay. No, do you know why? Because I have a running app. Yeah. And it's been telling me that I should look for a 5k run. I'll come. Come. <sighs> so I'm doing something. I'm going to do a run every Sunday with my friend. I'm doing it with one oh, of my friends. Okay. So, um, on a Sunday. So I'm going to catch up with her tomorrow for our first little run. But when I was, when I, when we used to work together, yeah. um, before we moved buildings, yeah, yeah. um, I used to run on my lunch break. Because there was a guy, there was a guy that used to work with a project manager who yeah. who used to jog, like he used to run to work and craziness like that, like and it was it was a long distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was serious, like, oh, wow. <laughs> but he used to do it, and he just, I was just like, oh, why? He just got into the conversation, yeah. and he's like, oh, come on lunch with me one day or whatever, and it just became a thing. So for a good like six months, I used to go in my lunch break and do like a three point five k run in my lunch break, but I stopped doing it because we moved buildings, yeah. and then obviously where we worked, it was less. It was less of an area. It's kind of less of a rural area. Yeah, so it's yeah. too kind of 
too much people. Too congested, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, okay, we'll talk about this one, girl. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna do that this year as well. So I've been saying I'm gonna keep do you know like you know me I'm I like to do challenge I like to yeah, challenge like myself. I am not the most athletic person at all. Like I'm a hundred percent non-athletic. When I was a child, you would never catch me doing anything athletic. <laughs> that was that just wasn't my bag. I wish it was. Now that I'm older, yeah. I feel like that should have been something because I I do enjoy it once I get into yeah. doing things. But as I've got older, I like to do like I've done the whole Ben Nevis challenge, climbed yeah. up a mountain, all that shit. Like that. This doesn't sound normal for black people, let alone yeah. me. Like, so it's just, you know, it's just I like to challenge myself and do things that are not necessarily people think I would be doing, kind of thing. That's good, no, but it's that's what it's about. And I think, yeah, okay, you could have done it when you were younger, but you didn't. But hopefully, when you have mini versions of yourself, you know, that's something you can encourage yeah. them to do, and you can actually do it with them. No, I will definitely you'll be in a position where you've been doing it. So, it but that's the thing nowadays, control. isn't it? So when like when we have kids now, you are you have to talk to them about how what to eat and what and not to eat things. and how to and be healthy. Well, and you say that, but a lot of parents just give their kids iPads and that's it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can learn themselves nowadays, I guess. You can teach yourself, <laughs> entertain yourself, all that kind of crap. But yeah, but um, no, it's the, it's been a good week, mum. Anyway, so. Okay, so this week was um, Nipsey Hussle's birthday, and it was funny because, well, not funny, but it was more like randomly on my playlist, all of his music just kept coming up, coming, okay. coming up, and I was thinking, and my playlist is like my playlist on my iTunes, mm-hmm. so it's not connect. I don't know how to explain it, but it's not like I was playing it off of Apple Music. No, so, so you created your own playlist. Yes, it's not a playlist from Apple. It's yeah, your it's own just playlist. Yeah, it's from my library. Yeah, yeah. like it will just. Mm-hmm. So it's a shuffle when it's just yeah. going through playing. And I said, I can't there's bare Nipsey Hussle music at the moment. And I love Nipsey, so I'm happy to listen to it. But then I realised, I think his birthday was on Thursday. And like, so I went online and I was just sad all over again. Mm. I was really sad. Like, I cannot believe that, what was it? I think it's been five months. Because I think he got killed in March. If I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it's been. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's five months already. That's crazy. Trust me, like time is flying, but I was just so sad. Cause I just felt bad. Like I was just like, oh, like you know, like the saying that life goes on. Yeah. It just really hit hit me in the chest with it because I was thinking. I remember when he died, and I was thinking, nah, the world needs to stop. Like this cannot be life right now. Like I was so shocked and. Even now, yeah, the way that I reacted to, to his death, yeah, I just went to myself, but I don't know him. But I was so, I don't know, I was so affected. Like, everyone that knows him was just like, yeah, she's not okay with this at all. Like, I was rattled, proper, proper, proper rattled. Yeah. And, like, when I saw that it was his birthday, it just made me sad because I just thought, man, like, he had so much to live for. He was doing so many great things. Mm-hmm. And it was all just taken. And I think it was just, it just served as a reminder for a couple of things, which is like to try and be the best version of yourself at all times, you know, and really, really try and let the people around you know how much that they mean to you. I know that it's difficult. I know life gets busy, but literally those moments where you think about someone, oh, I haven't spoken to this person for a while, just shoot them a quick text, like just to say, oh, I was thinking about you, hope you're good, whatever the case may be, because literally tomorrow isn't promised today and anything can happen to any one of us at any time and I think we just always have to remember that no one is exempt from this thing called death however it may come 
So I just think, yeah, so it just made me think about that really and like how sometimes you just got to stop and smell the roses and remember to give people their roses while they're alive and here with you to smell them as well. Don't wait until people have passed away and you know, you can't say the things you've been meaning to say to someone because you just thought, oh, I'll leave it to, I'll leave it till I see them next week. Because next week might never come for that person. Do you know, it's crazy that like, listening to you speak about that, it's just made me think about Cadet. So, because, yeah, so he was an amazing young man and he passed away the month before Nipsey Hussle. So I think it's been six months since he passed away. And, you know, there's always constant reminders about him that come up Mm -hmm. everywhere. Like, and although it makes you feel really sad, I feel like he had a great impact on people's lives as well, just like Nipsey Hussle. Obviously, different scales, different places they came from, etc., different audiences, whatever. But... He was a great young man. And every time I see anything about him, it just makes me smile. Like, yeah. that he's still there and that people can still see him and see what he's doing. And, yeah, there's a song that came out today by CJ100. Go and check it out. Yeah, it came out today. I think it's out today. Or was it yesterday? I thought it was yesterday. I think it's today. I think it's today. Um, it features his sister, is it? Yeah. So go check it out. It's, it's beautiful. So it's I don't... Yeah, like, I find it very... Yeah, it's called Six Months. You know, like, it's hard to talk about. It makes yeah. you want to cry, like, literally. Like, he's That's such how a... I feel about the Nipsey thing. Like, the cadet thing rattled me. So many things have rattled me this year. And it's it's been... It's, it's just been one of those things that has made me want to, you know, be a better person. Don't get it twisted. I'm still going to tell people to have their seats when they need to have them. Mm-hmm. But I think, for the most part, like, I just... You know, these two people, these two young black men, I have to emphasise that, like, the impact that they have left, the legacy that they have left, like, that's what you've got to think about. Like, I went to the mosque last week, Sunday. No, yeah, last week, Sunday, because it was Eid. And I remember I stayed for the lecture afterwards, and the lecture was talking about what will your legacy be? And I think it's so important to think about that. And I think sometimes when people think of legacy, they think of things on a grand scale. Like they think of things like Cadet and Nipsey Hussle, like touching that many lives. And that's fantastic. But not everybody will be able to do that. So your legacy can be your immediate circle. What are you leaving them behind? Like what are they going to say about you when you're no longer here? What are they going to remember you for? You know, and it was so important. And I remember the Imam was talking about, um, you know, there are three things that, we you know we tend to have in life which are money friends and family and our deeds and he was making the point that only one of those things leave with you when you die and that's your deeds and he was just like what are your deeds because you can't take the money with you and you can't take your friends or family with you but your deeds that's what carries you into the afterlife if you believe in that and that also gets what gets left behind what are people going to remember you for yeah and i think that's such an important thing and you know don't get bogged down with trying to reach you know millions and thousands of people or whatever but start with the people next to you yeah like what is your the people who love you the people who look up to you the people just 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 around you how do you make them feel yeah and just remembering to speak positivity into like the ones that are coming after you like i have this thing like that i learned when my sister had i think my first nephew which was instead of saying stop being naughty it was be a good boy be a good boy mm-hmm. be a good boy mm-hmm. because then that's what he would re- oh, i'm gonna be good mm-hmm. not don't be naughty so i'm gonna be naughty yes. yeah yeah it's be a good boy so it's about 
having that kind of like impact of positivity on people and the messages that you leave behind when you're not there even like when people like I remember when we went out on Saturday and me and my fast self yeah always trying to play or match my car and match people up. I'm like oh you're cute come talk to my friend yeah I'm that girl in it like, I am that annoying <laughs> friend I'm like oh you're cute come and talk to my friend like that's me okay so I remember I told this guy to come talk to my friend so then he they started talking and then she told me afterwards that he must have said to her, you see your friend, yeah? <laughs> he said, her energy's mad. He goes, that girl, that's a good friend. He was like, that's a nice girl. Mm. And she said to me, she was just like, he spoke so highly of you. And even though you're my friend and I know you, mm. I was like, rah. Like, <laughs> he's really seeing all these energy. Like, this is nice. And I was just like, Do you know what? But that's what I want. I want when people speak about me to say good things and nice things. And I think that's all anyone wants, isn't it? You don't want... Like, imagine now people were chatting shit about Nipsey mm. or Cadet. The people that love them the most are going to be thinking, rah, like, that's mm. mad. Like, no, they weren't like that. It must feel even though it's never going to feel the void of losing them it must feel some small part knowing that you know what so many people that didn't even get to meet them physically can say wholeheartedly that was a good person and they did really really good things for more than just themselves and that and more than just their immediate family even so yeah. i agree that's um yes yeah, so i just want to touch touch on that nipsey so rest rest in power nipsey hustle and Rest happy, in power, Blaine happy, Johnson. Happy birthday, yes. Um, <laughs> rest in power, um, Blaine, aka Cadet. Um, and I hope that going forward, when we remember these people, it will just be a continuous celebration of their achievements and their lives. And that is not always going to be sad and doom and gloom. And at some point, you know, everyone's going to just be able to remember them and smile. And, and it's not going to be all teary and shit. Yeah, I hope so too. Anyway, but right, so guys, something that I wanted to talk about quickly because a couple of people have asked about this um, and me and my friend were talking about this as well um, on Thursday. So one of the things that people have asked about is equity in your mortgage or property because I had explained that I have instant equity in my flat now my equity has come from the fact that my discount um, from buying a council property was X amount. So basically, let's say that I went to sell that property, that discount that they gave me that I didn't have to put in is already money that I'm gonna get back that I've not had to put in. So that is my equity. So someone was asking me about how they can, you know, get equity in their property quickly. And basically, the I don't know a quicker way of doing this. So if anyone does know a quicker way, then let me know. But the only other way I know about doing this is overpaying on your mortgage. Mm-hmm. So if your mortgage is £600 a month, if you can afford, especially if you live with someone and you're splitting your mortgage down the middle, if you can afford to pay £1,000 a month, then that's what you should be doing. Now, you need to check with your lender. So my lender, for example, I get to pay overpay £500 a month without penalty every month. Mm-hmm. So that's, Every mortgage is different, basically. Yeah, exactly. so, so yours could be my, more, yours could be less. Yeah, so that's with my lender. So check with your mortgage provider. But basically, my friend was telling me about a friend of hers, a couple, and they were trying... They just sold their, their property. But basically it was very telling 
that they hadn't put enough equity in their property when they went to sell Mm -hmm. which is going to affect you when you then go on to buy Mm -hmm. because obviously the more you get out of the property that you're selling Mm -hmm. the more you have to play with on your next property yeah so you need to like just because your mortgage is dirt cheap so if your mortgage is 500 pounds a month great affordable Mm -hmm. but if you know you're earning after tax three thousand five hundred pounds and you pay 500 pounds towards your mortgage you've got three grand to play with you put some in savings Mm -hmm. bruh Unless you're living some kind of hot hot girl summer for the whole year, Mm. what are you doing with all your coins? You can literally afford to overpay on your mortgage. So instead of paying, I don't know, £6,000 a year for your mortgage, you can afford to pay £12,000 a year for your mortgage, for example. But check with your lender because, like I say, it's different for everyone. Um, I know that for me, £500 a month is the cap. And then anything over that, I would uh, incur some sort of penalty and I don't know what the penalty would be. So just check because it's very, very, um, it's very important. Like, I think a lot of people think, oh yeah, like, you know, the mortgage is affordable, but is it affordable because you are literally paying the actual mortgage and nothing else? If you can afford to pay more, especially if you're doing it with someone else, then just overpay. It's, it's, in, it's almost like an ISA. It's almost like, yeah, it's it's basically like a savings because when you were saying what you were saying, I was thinking to myself, I live by myself in it. So for me, it's, I don't, I can't have somebody else contributing to my my mortgage, but um, I save a lot of money. Mm. Like I save a lot of money and for purposes, there's reasons why I'm saving so much. But if I wasn't saving that, then I would be putting it towards my mortgage. But it depends how you want to do it. It depends how you work well with money. Putting it into your mortgage is probably better because you can't touch it. So it depends how good you are with money. So for people who are not so great with money, that's an amazing idea. That's a great idea. And the thing is, you can, Mm -hmm. so let's say your mortgage is 500 pounds a month. You can actually set up your direct debit to pay 800 pounds a month. And then if you have, you know, if you thought, you know, find yourself in some trouble for a, for a few months or you know that things are going to be tight, just change the direct debit to go right back down to the actual mortgage amount only. But the point of overpaying is that one, if you're going to sell, you've got a lot of equ- a lot more equity in there than you would have had if you were just paying what you were meant to be paying. And two, you're paying off the capital and interest a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So your mortgage term naturally is going to be a lot shorter when you go to remortgage, you can actually say, well, actually, I don't need a 25-year mortgage now. I can afford to remortgage and just say that I need 15 or 10 years. Yep. Whatever the case that's may be. That's a great position to be in, guys. Yeah, that is. So that's something that I think people should should consider. I think a lot of people get the mortgage and just get carried away with that. Oh, yeah, like, all I have to do is pay £700 a month or all we have to do is pay £700 a month. But it's like, if it's you and your man or you and your sister, mm. that's £350 a month. Mm. Like... I'm sure, you know, you can afford to both contribute 150 each. That brings it to um, £1,000. And then mm. you've overpaid £300 every month. It's, it's just, just about being yeah. smart with your extra your extra cash in it, yeah. really. So even if it's even if it's £50 a month extra, like that £50 a month is extra, it just, it makes sense. One other thing I heard about, um, I heard this week that the government are thinking of doing is stopping the person that is buying the property mm. from paying stamp duty at all 
So yes, girl. No, but what that means is the person who's selling the property has to pay the sum duty. Ooh, child, yes, but dinner. it's a good thing ooh, for ooh, ooh. if you're a first time buyer. It's a great thing because regardless of the property of your house, yeah. you wouldn't have to pay sum duty. Obviously, at the moment, as a first time buyer, you only have to pay sum duty on a property over three hundred thousand. Yeah, and then it does tiers, so it gets higher and higher. So, yeah. and even then, after over three hundred thousand, it's still not too bad. So it could be like one thousand five hundred, and it's. After over four thousand, four hundred thousand, that it then changes again mm-hmm. and it increases. But what this will mean is, if you're buying a property, um, you won't have to pay some duty unless you're selling your property to buy another property. So therefore, the the the, the amount falls on you. So let me just tell you. So up to one hundred twenty-five thousand pounds, first-time buyers. Um, no, I think it's actually one hundred twenty-five thousand. Nobody has yeah, to pay some duty. Say. Yeah. So zero percent. Yeah, for anybody. Right, for anyone, for mm-hmm. up to first time, what well, it says up to first time, yeah, for first time buyers, 25%. And then for first time buyers, for properties up to 300 grand again, yeah. So actually, no. So even if you're not a first time buyer, mm-hmm. but the first 300,000 pounds for the property, mm-hmm. there's no stamp duty on it. Are you sure? That's what it says. Today, so today I was, today I was, um, let me read Where are you reading it from? Uh, I'm reading it from... from the gov.co.uk, is it from... Yeah. So today, anyway, I was watching the, I was watching the news, I was watching the news and this is what I was talking about, I think somebody, they was talking about, um... Yeah, so it's Some right, particular it politician. They say, well, so as far as I understood it, yeah. I could be so, so, so. No, I don't there. think you are. I think I've misread but, the first one, but mm, look, it says. Up to so, 300,000, it's only for first time buyers. Buyers, yes. Yeah, but for the 125,000, that's for everybody. So if your property is under 125,000, then you yeah. don't have to pay some duty so then, at all. 125 to 250,000 is 2%. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then 250 mm-hmm. to 925,000 mm-hmm. is 5%. Yes. And then. Over nine hundred twenty-five to one point five mil is ten yeah. percent. Okay. Yeah. Which is cool. So I won't have to be worrying about that ten percent. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's good to know it these is. things because I feel like these are the things that daunt people when they're buying properties. Yeah. Well, that's those are the things that kind of gave me anxiety when I was going through the process. I was thinking I'm going to get like cost out of my ears and cost, and actually the costs that I had to pay were a lot smaller than I thought I would need to. Yeah. So and I, and I actually could have bought my property a few years earlier if I'd just done it like yeah. there was actually nothing stopping me if I just did it, did it yeah. like I think it was just the nerves of I it and stuff fear, yeah it, it was a fear yeah but I, th- I personally think I could have bought I had the money yeah. that I needed for at least three years before I bought my property so but you know what as well everything happens when it's a place it does and, I, and I'm not might not have found I don't think it was the so wrong great. time I don't yeah. I think it was the right time for me to buy my property I think it was I think the last year oh my gosh hold on hold on hold on hold on Tomorrow is the anniversary of the day I moved into my property. Yay! <laughs> so, so when we release, guys, it'll be my anniversary, my one-year anniversary Woo-hoo. of living by myself. Yes, girl. Yeah. And my house still looks fresh, by the way, guys. It still looks exactly how I, like, how had it. it. Yeah, it does. It does. It looks um, good. Well, after a year, I should hope so. Yeah, I think you will. Some girl. people... You, you, never know, well, you never know, isn't it? Like, I don't know, no, but I just... Yeah. I've been keeping up. I think somebody said to me when I moved in, oh, it's a new build, isn't it? Like, it's going to be hard to keep up and all that stuff. And I was like, well, only if you're nasty. Is. 
Only if you're nasty, like yeah, if you don't exactly. clean your property, if you don't if you don't clean on a regular basis and do what you gotta do, yeah. then that's that's what's gonna happen. But if you you know Listen, and my some family marigolds, a mop and bucket of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. my family, like the men in my family are quite hands handsy. So in terms of like keeping certain things and doing yeah. certain things, like cleaning gutters and all that shit. My dad will come and do that for me. Like, it's not Dad. <laughs> he does, I'm not going to lie. He, and he did. He came and did that a couple of weeks ago. So. Um, but, you know, you got to appreciate the people in your life. You know? Be nice to the people and they'll come and do nice things for you. <laughs> oh, God. Let me just laugh this out. She's getting messages. Oh, no. It doesn't even let me do it. Okay, let me just knock it off here. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so that's, yeah, I think that's another thing as well, like, thinking about stamp duty, but just, just to be clear though, so the, the, the discount that you, the discount that, sorry, not the discount, the stamp duty that you pay is 5% between the 300,000 and the 500,000 threshold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. That is, um... If so you if, are not a first-time buyer. Yeah. Because then it changes. God, it gets real when these Yeah. But the, but the point the point we're trying to make is find out how much you have to pay before thinking that you can't do yeah. it. Because a lot of people I've been speaking to recently are like, oh, I can't afford to do this. Or I can't afford... And we actually go through it and we speak about what you have and how you can get there. It's not as hard as you think it is. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I definitely think that there are a lot of people that are probably in a position or close to the position mm-hmm. to buy a property but, and they're scared and I'm not going to lie to you Brexit got me fucked up right now because <laughs> I do not know no one knows what's happening however I have been keeping an eye on house prices and they have started to dip so I'm not a property expert I'm not a financial expert but just looking like I was reading something about um, government bonds the other day mm. and basically how they're fucked and all this shit is happening and how um, when the last nine recessions happened in America, mm. it was the bonds started, to, it was the bond market that started to crash first, mm. and that was the trigger. Okay. And I think the 2008 recession, it was the same thing here. Mm-hmm. So our bonds here are, are also dipping, or whatever you want to call it. So I've been watching it, and then I spoke to um, like a financial advisor the other day, and they were saying, Yeah, like if you want to buy a second property, mm. hold on a little bit for now because they think it's going to become a buyer's market. Mm-hmm. So that basically means if you're a first time buyer or if you're buying for buy to let, mm-hmm. hold on and just kind of see how it plays out because basically, recession looks imminent potentially. And they're going to be some people that are going to struggle. So it might, you know, be a good time for people to buy. Obviously, we don't want to see people struggling out of work and shit. But it does mean if you're someone that is looking to invest, it might be a good time for you. But again, you know, I'm not a fan of Basically, myself, so like, I just... just say <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> like, honestly, just be smart about what you're doing with your money right now, yeah. innit? Like... I am a person who needs to feel secure. So right now, my savings is the most important thing to me. So just think smart about what you're doing with your cash, guys. And if you can, like, for those of you that have got a mortgage, that one thing that you're... Like, I was talking to my broker yesterday about income protection, um, critical illness cover and life cover. And one thing that he said to me, which made me laugh, was that he sees 
sees people that will spend £100 on their Sky bill, but will not bother to get income protection or any kind of insurance and you've got kids and he's just sitting there looking at them like are you well mm. like he's just like i'm an advisor and i'm advising you to do this not because i want to get money from it but because you need it like if anything was to happen to you what are you gonna do and even if you do have savings do you want to use up all your savings paying your mortgage no you don't you want to keep some right yeah like your savings are there for a rainy day but if you have these insurances in place especially if you're paying for nonsense like sky so you have the disposable income like and we know sky can be expensive yes people mm-hmm. will spend 100 pounds on sky because they've got the movie package and the sports package and everything but you don't Ooh. want to protect yourself. Well, my packages are coming up for renewal. Thanks. It's been a year, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you can tell her, listen. I got time, girl. I'm going to leave your ass. <laughs> Unless you're going to break me off a little something, something. Okay? Oh, God. So, yeah. So, like. Oh, that means I get those. some. Sorry. That's sorry. Right. Look at her getting gas. Sorry. I'm just thinking about all the things. You know, like when you buy a house, you buy like a sofa and yeah. you buy certain things that should be paid off now. Then yeah. that means I get all my money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, I just think looking into these things you know making sure that if you are getting a property you're protected in case of any unforeseen things you know and they always say have at least three months worth of um bills saved up so that you can survive for that period and with a lot of like income protections and things like that they don't kick in immediately so i think they're all based like make sure you check what your your restrictions are like i think mine is based on when I stop getting paid from work. Yeah. So once work's not paying me, they will start paying me. Yeah. Kind of thing. But there's other rules and regulations around it. Yes. I've got so many different types of cover anyway because yeah. I just, I don't play like that. Like. No, you can't, you can't <laughs> and this is the thing you can't afford to. So I think like, I think mine kicks in after 12 weeks. Okay. Which is fine for me because I've told them that I can survive for six months. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, let's just say three months. So you, you don't know, send all your so you don't, yeah. yeah but he was just like between me and you if you can survive for six months to a year then that's even better but we're not going to tell them that mm-hmm. so that you know at least 12 weeks then you can do you know what i mean you can start claiming and stuff and he was just like and in that 12 weeks you'll probably have found another job anyway and be do you know what i mean so he was just like it just depends on what you want but he says he always gets worried about the people that say oh they want it to kick in after four weeks because he's thinking well so if it doesn't kick in after four weeks, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? So, yeah. yeah. So it's just basically about making sure that you have all these things in place, especially, like I said, if you've got the extra um, income. income and you're spending it on things that technically, if you didn't have them, your lifestyle and, you know, your home wouldn't be in jeopardy, especially if you've got dependents and stuff like that. So it's just something to kind of think about. But yeah, like I was just very interested in the fact that we were talking about is that um it's looking like it may be a buyer's market. So yeah, so um you know. Get ready peeps. Yeah, property number two might be on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Short, short mm-hmm. <laughs> um so I was watching the news the other day and yeah. um there was this story about um the whole ISIS stuff going on again. So you remember the whole Shamima Begum yeah. stuff? Um but now we had like this American lawyer that I don't know if he was sent here to speak to us or whatever, but anyway, they sent here and was talking on the news about um, what we are choosing to do with Mm -hmm. people who um, are from our country who are British citizens and have gone to join a terrorist group 
and our our way of handling getting them back into the country. Mm-hmm. And like the fact is, we have decided with most of these situations to strip that person of their citizenship and not allow them to come back into the country. Oh, um, but in other countries, they're doing different things. Like I think in some in America, they've allowed some of their citizens to come back. Oh, and I think America are kind of trying to urge the UK to change our views and what we're doing in that area. And I think it was there was one country, I can't remember, what, I don't want to say, was it Sweden or another country basically that allowed a lot of women and children to come back. Mm-hmm. And there was like some really sad stories, like this little boy whose whole family was killed when he was out there and he was the only one that was left. His mom died, his brothers oh died. He came back and he was he had to come and live with his grandparents kind of thing. And it was really, really sad. But at the same time, like seeing pictures of all these English or UK citizens who have gone to another country to be terrorists and yeah. now they want to kind of come back and terrorise us here I don't know like I don't know like I think it's really I just wanted to see what your kind of views on like how do you feel about it because I was struggling with it I'm not gonna I, lie I'm not gonna lie and I don't I think we've had this conversation before we did but it was more it more about Shamima Begum yeah. specifically but there's so many other people that this is happening to and loads of children a lot of kids that are put in situations I'm not gonna lie I don't think they should come back <laughs> I, that, that, yeah. any of them even the kids nah, I'm so sorry okay the, the kids <laughs> no 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 do you know what the issue is my issue with the kids is you're going to be splitting them up from their family that they do have that particular boy yeah. like I said or every single family okay, so, was dead so for him how mm-hmm. old was he he I don't know he looks about maximum four okay so he can come back okay that's fine he's a toddler and he has no family that's different I'm talking about teenagers that could already potentially be radicalised. Mm-hmm. Like, that, for me, is scary because some of these um, terrorists um, that they have, quote-unquote, found in the UK have been teenagers. They've been young boys, young girls that have been radicalised. And I, I don't want to sound... I don't know what the word... I don't know how to, how to phrase this, but my thing is, you've got to think about the people that are here and just want to live safely. Now, I've got a personal experience with, like, the July 11th bombings, and every time I talk about it, I get emotional because I was on one of the trains. So for me, my feeling about this whole thing is coming from a very, very... I'm getting upset now. Mm -hmm. It's coming from a personal place because I remember the day that the bombings happened, the train before my train was the train that blew up, Mm -hmm. right? So had I gotten on one minute earlier... Mm -hmm. We don't know what we'd be talking about right now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So for me, from a personal point of view, I don't fuck with that shit in it. Like mm-hmm. I've been traumatized by it. and these times, this is when I used to work in um a big department store in central London and I'll never forget that I got out at Oxford Circus on the day of the bombings mm-hmm. and it was like if you've seen the film Twenty Eight Days Later, there was no one in it was imagine yeah. Oxford Circus. And this is like seven thirty eight in the morning, nobody was in the yeah. street. No, I was looking around thinking... It was horrible, yeah. I, I actually was scared because I was thinking... I feel like it took a really long time to get onto the news as well. Like, it was, yeah, because, because I was travelling at the same time. Yeah, and do you know mm-hmm. why as well? Because, like, a lot of, like, phone lines and things have been cut. Like, I yeah. don't know if MI5 or whatever just cut everyone's communication because they didn't know what was going on. But, like, I will never forget that my mum, when I finally got free to on the phone at work... So when I got into work, we went down to the... um 
technology department and it was like all over the news but like all the phones were not working mm. so like i couldn't call my mom even the landlines everything was just you just couldn't call anyone you couldn't mm. message and eventually when i spoke to her she was just crying on the phone because she knew she was like i already know you have a phobia of the tube generally speaking mm. which goes i know that this morning you were running late so you had to take the tube so she was just sitting there thinking, I can't get through to my child. I know she's taking the tube today. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was a very, very horrible time. And I, I will never forget. Imagine walking from Oxford Circus back to the ends. I walked. What? When it was... Because <laughs> first they kept us all in work. The people that made it in, mm. the few of us that could make it in, they kept us in work. Because they were like, we don't know what's going on outside. So we're not letting anyone leave. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if there's any um, customers or whatever that are just like randomly stuck then they're welcome to come in as well but we're just mm. going to keep everyone here then when it got to about like afternoon time i think it was spring 12 one o'clock they were like oh um people can start to go home some of you's got if you're not you know if it's too far we're going to keep you in a hotel overnight um and then for the rest of you you can start to make your way home but we were shook so i remember there was like three of us we walked from 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 Opto circus back to south london no but because buses had blown up yeah but no one wanted to get there. you mad that day i remember because i worked in high street Kent at the time and i had gone to work oh, as well and i got on a train and i think that i missed oh, i had a similar situation to yours but i wasn't as aware because I, I still didn't know so i got off the train thinking that it was just a, like the train's just stopping for whatever reason because there was no back then they didn't have proper announcements on the train and it wasn't it just wasn't like that so i got off and i got on a bus I didn't know that yeah. buses were black. I didn't know any of that. I got to work and everyone's like, why are you here? Like, I'm like, what do you mean? I like, someone that went to uni, my sister was killed. On one see? Of the, it, was, it, was, it was horrendous. It was so bad. So, like, even the train that I was on, so basically we were stuck underground for, like, 20 minutes in pitch black, yeah? Yeah, no, It no was thanks. horrible. I was no like, like, when does nah. be the trauma? Mm-hmm. That I feel, like, even now when I think about it, I'm like, nah. Oh, it's so really funny, people, but, you know, I'm a little nervous laugh. I was just like, okay, so now you're telling me want to come back and live where sorry where do you want to live how do you feel the fact that what what shocked me was the fact that it was america i was telling us that we need to bring our terrorists back into the country they need to do they need to mind their business (laughs) and face donald trump yeah Uh, and have several (laughs) motherfucking seats yes (laughs) Um, okay because no i'm not even gonna lie that was a horrible experience like the train i remember we were stuck and it was like pitch black and the the train driver obviously sold us a cock and ball story oh there's an electrical fault he couldn't tell us what was going on mm. he might not have even known mm. to be fair so then they were like oh the next train leaving from i think it was embankment or something like that um is the last train jubilee line or whatever it was i can't remember i'm so like it was just so everything happened so fast but they're like it's the last train going into central london and you have to get on that and if you don't you're just gonna have to make another route so imagine everyone just cramming on like sardines and then you get to oxford circus and it's desolate Mm -hmm. it's like no man's land i have never you could be in western at 4 a.m on a sunday you will see people there was nobody there I guys please YouTube 28 days later yeah <laughs> and you will see like the only person it was like being what's that film with um, Will Smith where he's the only person on the, on the planet I don't know but I know him and his dog yeah, yeah. yeah literally that's what it was like I was looking at like where the Ross is everyone I started to think I was going crazy like something 
I actually in my head started to think I was losing my mind because I was just like, this, this is not normal. This, this is, is not normal. What's and that's when you know something has real Honestly, has really happened. And then my phone wasn't working. Got to work. The phones at work weren't working. It was crazy. So, like, yeah. So f- for me personally, I just feel like if you've been in one of those countries where you've or in if you've not in one of those countries because that's bullshit. That's a generalization. If you have joint ISIS and now changed your mind, I am so sorry. No. Just stay where you are because for me it is so much easier to deal with the people that are here that are being monitored or that we're not even aware of yet than bringing in people that we know joint isis mm. and that they've had this change of heart and reformed characterization <laughs> bruv i am happy for you but that is between you and your god stay where the fuck you're at i do not have time mm-hmm. honestly i do not because other than terrorism we're dealing with other things we're dealing with rapists and knife crime and just all this bullshit anyway we've already got enough to deal with now talkless of people that have had a change of heart about being a terrorist no i just thought it was really interesting that america was to advise and us to bring our people back that i just found it so interesting but do you know like, why it's probably because there's some kind of benefit in the in it for them it it's is prob- it's i think that was because i feel like that was part of the conversation back, they mm. may be signed or agreed that they will take yeah. them or yeah. some bullshit like that there's probably some benefit in it in it for them because i do not believe america are going to do anything like that or encourage anything like that especially with that orange man yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. I actually, hundred percent agree with you. But I think that our country has a stupid way of following America. Yes. Like our government, yes. all they do is follow what America does. Yeah. Like, 100%. and I wouldn't surprise me if they allowed some of these people to come back. I would be surprised if they allowed everybody to come back. But it wouldn't surprise me if they allowed some of these people to come back. I definitely think like that four-year-old toddler. Like that's that for me is a is a unique situation in the fact that. He um, he has nobody and he's so small. Mm-hmm. I feel like at four years old, he can still be quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. You know, he can still be saved. He can still be taken in by a loving family and looked after. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that situation, yeah, an exception should be made, you know. But then I also feel like if you're, I'm sorry, Shanima or whatever your name is. Like if you're 18, 19, 16, bruh, no, no. Just no. no and I, I feel agree. the same way about people that like maybe left the UK and went to join Boko Haram in Nigeria. I feel the same way. Stay there. Mm-hmm. Don't come here. Just stay there. No, I agree. Fact, I agree. I feel like we should just make an island for all terrorists, isn't it? Just put them there. <laughs> bomb each other in it. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Oh, God. Honestly. I think it's just a madness, honestly. I feel, I just think. I understand why people sympathise with some people in it because I understand grooming and I understand mm-hmm. how people can be taken out of themselves and put into a situation. But what those people need to understand is that we can't see it. We don't know. Yeah. We have no knowledge of what you went through. And it's unlikely that we're going to listen to it because you could be lying. Like, by putting yourself in situations like that, you kind of... It's like... It's like... um crying wolf yeah do you know what i mean yeah. now no one cares what you've got to say no one you're saying you. because you've done something so stupid yeah. that it just and the thing is i am such an advocate of second chances and redemption i really am but i just feel like there's too much at stake and mm-hmm. again just my personal experience like it i just like it was just her- it was so traumatic like i cannot and imagine everybody in central london because nobody stayed at work the offices the shops everybody went home so imagine 
um what's this bridge called um is it embankment bridge or something imagine everybody from central london walking over the bridge the bridges must have the bridges must have been serious and in general and it was and it was just there was so much fear upset anxiety in there it was a horrible 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 day and i have never been so glad to see my mother like i said <laughs> no she called me up when she finally got through to the phone if you could hear the arabic that was coming out of her mouth listen she was like you do not understand and i was just like listen i and i knew because i couldn't get through to her, i knew the anxiety that was awaiting mm. for me when i finally spoke to her because i just knew she was just like she was crying and praying at the same time because she was just like i know you got the tube that morning mm. and i know you don't like the tube and i but then when we saw what's happened i was just like where is my child and i can't get through to her like it's just too much and for me i'm sorry like no just stay where you're at mm. like you've made your bed now in it you've got to lie, lie in it. it's like a man that i started watching good girls on netflix mm-hmm. man cheated on wife wife left him man's now crying he's got cancer and the wife's like oh my god come back home bro you gotta make your you made your bed you gotta lie in it you gotta take that with your whole chest i don't know if i'll be taking you back home mate i don't, I don't know about that really she didn't, she didn't even say let's get back together but she said definitely move back home so that you're around your family and yeah. like, you know why you're going for your chemo and yeah. stuff so I understood that she was coming from a place of compassion and love. Mm-hmm. But my point is, you've done something heinous. You've been punished for it. And in order to get yourself out of it, you've now told a bigger lie. Mm-hmm. How do we not know these people that are coming to say that, oh, they're redeemed characters and that they've changed? How do we not know it's a lie? Yeah, no. Do I... you want to take that chance? Mm-hmm. There are more people here that aren't terrorists than are. And if you know you've got people that are like, known terrorists or that they have going, gone to join these um terrorist groups yeah um whether it was through grooming through choice whether it was forced i'm so sorry no just no i'm not involved i am not interested i'm very you can see my face i'm very <laughs> firm and hard on this because all i remember is july 11th mm-hmm. oh sorry not july 11th, the 11th those july bombings july 7th july 7th yeah those listen mm-hmm. horrible 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 day that is i'm forever scarred by so no stay where the fuck you are at and have a good old seat there yeah on that note guys it's a wrap for that conversation (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i feel like it's important for people to understand why some people have the views that they have and i feel like you're a very good example of why we should be saying no like i don't i'm not gonna lie I, i feel like i struggled when i was watching it because there were so many kids and that for me was the difficult part of it, but, but yeah. But think about all this. But no, but what, no, 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 I agree. I totally agree. Again, I do not disagree with anything you've said. So, boy, yeah. On that true. note. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, y'all, was hmm, I saw a post on the shade room the other day. Okay. LGBTQ history to be taught in Illinois public schools, right? So, I know we're not in America, but I wanted to talk about this real quick because... They it, basically do it here anyway. Right, and that's why I wanted to talk yeah. about it. So, no, you will not be teaching my children about LGBTQ nothing. Because, first of all, I feel as though what you need to be doing is teaching them about where they come from. You need to be teaching black history. Like, this is one thing that I find very frustrating. Gay people, yeah, live your best life. Trans people, live your best life. I give zero fucks. One of my good friends is gay. I don't care. Like, that's not my issue. But my thing is, 
when people try and say, oh, you know, our rights are important, but I still feel like we're very behind on the rights of women and the rights of black people. Mm -hmm. Can we deal with that first? Mm -hmm. That's what my problem is. Let's deal with that first, then come to talk to me about this, second of all. The other thing is, I feel like we are becoming this generation or this world whereby if you do not agree with someone's lifestyle choices, you are a bigot. Mm-hmm. If you do not agree with people living their truth, there is something wrong with you. You are this, you are that, blah, blah, blah. And I do not subscribe to that train of thought at all. Mm-hmm. Because I tell you what's about to happen. They're about to start legalising paedophilia. Pe- That's the way we're going. All these men that are talking about, oh, they feel like they're 10 years old and they're attracted to children. To the... Bruh, listen. Nah, do you know what yeah that's that will make me vomit like just even thinking about that will make me kill someone like (laughs) we never thought that there would be a day when you could legally change your your sex and do you know why this is a funny conversation you're bringing up because about two days ago one of my friends who has two boys took her son swimming yeah and while she was at the swimming pool um, there was in a changing room. She took her kids into the women's changing room because yeah. she's a woman. She took her, her boys. They're quite small. They're young enough to be going to the changing rooms. But then a trans man came in there. Oh, that yeah, happened to me. A, a trans man came in there into the changing room and he obviously was wearing women's clothes, but he hadn't had a sex change or anything like that. So he, he still had his men parts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She didn't see nothing or anything like that, but she felt so uncomfortable. She sent like a message to our group and was like, is this normal? Can I say something? Like, is it just like, can I say something to the people? Like, I don't think it's okay. I don't want my sons asking me questions about why there's a man in here and why is he wearing a skirt and why is he da 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 And then like, I was like, wow. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, like, I don't have kids, yeah? So, for me, this wouldn't happen. Well, I've got nephews and nieces, so I guess it could happen in that scenario. But how would I deal with that? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Like, she she went she went and spoke to the reception. Yeah. and was like, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm so not this comfortable happens. with this conversation. And I'm not... Like, I told you about but, this when it happened to me. Yeah, I remember you telling me. we were wearing the same sports bra. Yeah, you remember, I remember you telling me. <laughs> it was so crazy, but... So my friend at the time, she wanted to go and speak to their HR and I actually said to her, I said that if they're post-op, mm. they're allowed to be in the changing room. And I said, don't be that person that gets um, barred from the gym because you, you're going to be put down. And no, and this was my thing. Being, being prejudiced. I said, that's what's going to happen. And then you're black. Because I... <laughs> you don't have no rights. I said, the man that decided to be a woman has more rights than you. This is, this, and this is, I said to her, I don't disagree with your concern. Like, yeah. I don't think... I don't feel wrong to have that f- train of thought because you have kids and having those conversations is very uncomfortable. And how you have that conversation, there's no rule book on how you mm-hmm. have that conversation. So I get why it would make you uncomfortable. However, by you speaking speaking in a, in a certain kind of way they could say you're discriminating against that person and yeah. they could say that it's against the law or they, they can say it's a hate crime. And well, that's how it all kind of, like exacerbates yeah and gets exaggerates and gets bigger and bigger so i'm like how you deal with that you have to be very careful of your wording the words that you choose kind of thing because i think they she spoke to them and that they then spoke to him her yeah um and the person yeah i, I don't want to be just dis- i don't want to be um disrespectful at all like i i generally don't have a problem with how anybody chooses to live their lives so i don't want to be disrespectful if he wants to be acknowledged as her or yeah. how he's acknowledged whatever so i will say her for the time being but they spoke to her about it and she started kicking off like you're discriminating against me this is yeah. discrimination i'm gonna call the police i'm gonna call the police. whatever I tell let's, her. See, let's see if you've still got a penis whatever <laughs> because i'm telling but you but also 
but it's not against the law though yeah it's not against the law but if they're pre-op they can't just be in the woman's it's not against the law no I'm, I'm, is it, does it, see this is the thing let, this me, is... let me do my googles <laughs> I'm coming I don't think it's against the law. No, because, so, no, because the law is, from what, how I understood it, is that if they're post-op, they can be in the female training because they don't no longer have male genitalia. I've checked it's, it. It's, it's, it's I want top. you to check it. Can you check it, please? Because I was trying to interpret it for our, our group, our conversation, yeah. but I didn't get that it's against the law. Like, that's, that's what I didn't get, that it's against the law. There's no law that says he wasn't allowed to be in there. He needs to have several motherfucking seats. That's, <laughs> that's out of order. I'm sorry. And um, all my friends were in the a same time. A woman was asked to leave the women's changing room at a pure gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, my phone's not... Okay, See, and this, is, and this is the thing with... With a lot of these things, things make us uncomfortable, but yet there's no narrative on how you have that conversation that doesn't make it bigger. Oh, hold on. The Equality Act 2010, which is designed to protect trans people from discrimination, states you do not need to have undergone any specific treatment or surgery to change from your birth sex to your preferred gender. It goes on to say this is because changing your psychological or other gender attributes is a personal process rather than a medical one. Um, so what does that mean? That they can that use? means it's not against the law. Okay, well then we have the Houston. We have a problem. no, but I see this, and this is the thing, and this is what I was trying to say to them. Like I, I don't, I'm not a solicitor. I'm not a lawyer. I cannot like talk on law like I don't like to do that but I'm pretty sure it's not against the law for him to do that and I'm pretty sure that if you say the wrong things you could get arrested in that situation if you use the wrong terms if you say the wrong thing you could get in trouble for that but to me I'm so sorry whether it would be yeah, but we're not talking about whether it's right and wrong remember no, that no, I am so sorry but so far as you have a willy you do not need to be in the women's changing rooms mm-hmm. I am so sorry about that I do not care how you feel about that Go and talk to your ancestors, bruv. That's got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Keep your willy away from the female change room because for me, what the fuck are you doing in there? Mm-hmm. I think it is so out of order. <laughs> enough, and this is my whole problem with what you want to be teaching in our schools because again, women are at the bottom of the totem pole. Where is our protection? Why is... I'm sorry, yes. Because that basically means any perverted man, man can turn around and say that I right. feel like a, I'm that's a woman. Like, that's basically Why what it allows. Any genetic man mm-hmm that has not been modified allowed to come into where I walk around in my smalls and maybe naked because he feels like he wants to be one of us personally I feel like what they that should is do is make companies create a third toilet yeah it's for transgender people is, the problem with doing that is you're segregating them because that has been discussed as well that's been a conversation well, let's no but anybody can use it is it a toilet that anybody can use then no it's not a toilet that anybody it's can like use disabled toilets. because do you know what even the trans person that was in my gym that time mm. she was so self-conscious and i think she was very aware that we knew she was not a i think it's a cis woman which is like a natural woman I, she was aware that we knew basically mm-hmm. and i actually felt bad for for her because i could i could feel like she was uncomfortable and there is a part of me that definitely felt like there why would you choose to put yourself through this unless you genuinely felt like this is how you're supposed to live your life but she chose to then take all her stuff and go into the change into the showers shower and get dressed in there rather than coming out onto the main floor and getting dressed and i felt for her because i was just like it's clear that you're not comfortable um and you know this is it, this takes some balls to you know mm. live like this mm-hmm. so again like i said it's between you and your ancestors you and your god that that's i'm not judging you that's got nothing to do with me however i am entitled to feel 
unsafe or to feel like I need extra protection because a man cannot just just be in my space and I am going to refer to you as a man because you still have a willy like I don't understand what we're talking about like we're now saying that science is wrong I don't understand what's going on. No, because that's what it is. I'm not telling you not to live your best trans life. Do that. But you have to understand that your choices are not going to be okay with everyone and not everyone not everyone is going to be comfortable with them. So I just think that there needs to be some consideration. And the same way when they were teaching sex education when I was in primary school and my mum did not sign the consent form because she was just like, my child is too young to be knowing about the ins and outs of all of this stuff. I'm not ready for her to know that yet. So she didn't sign the consent form. So when everyone was getting sex ed, I was doing extra art lessons with my favourite art teacher, mm-hmm. which I had a blast. But I would be the same. You're not teaching my kids about that because guess what, I'm going to teach them about it the way that I'm comfortable with them learning because I'm not comfortable with you telling my children it's okay for a man and a man to kiss. I'm not. I'm, and I'm going to say that and I'm going to say it in my chest. I'm not okay with someone else telling that to my child. Let me have that conversation with my children first, yeah? I'm not going to teach my children to be bigots and prejudiced. That's not what my problem is. My problem is that I think sometimes in schools we encourage a lot of things by learned behavior Mm -hmm. and not by actually just letting kids be who they are Mm -hmm. we encourage and we put things in their path that they would never normally come in contact with or know about if you weren't pushing it down their fucking throat it pisses me off i think it's a really it's a really difficult subject it's another one where like for most parts i totally agree with you but for small parts i not that I don't disagree with you, I just feel slightly different. Like, I definitely will be the person that will be talking to my children about anything sexual. Like, it's, I, I refuse to allow anybody else to be the first person to tell my kids yeah. about how relationships should be. I think I would have done it way before the time when it comes to school anyway, mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm not enough people make their kids aware of of sexual understanding early enough in life so that other people can either take advantage of them or they're just naive as they grow up and just silly things so I definitely feel like I will make sure I am the person me and my partner will be the people who discuss those things with our kids I think I'll be torn when it comes to the school part of it because regardless of whether you allow your children to be a part of it or not they're gonna the kids there are gonna talk to them about it like even the kids that I know that had gone through sexual education they talk to each other about it and they tell me certain things that they've learned and I I would want to at least have a conversation with about what they'd be seen and how it's been portrayed and because they're, they're going to go through life and people are going to have opinions about certain things. I don't have a problem with people telling my kids that two men can kiss. Um, I think it's the way you have that conversation about it. I don't, I don't know what I would say. I'm not going to lie. I do not have children, so I don't know how I would address it. But... I do know that there's there's a conversation that needs to be had there. I don't, again, I don't, and I'm not disagreeing with you either. No, like, I'm just saying, I just don't know, like, w- at what point or, or how you have that conversation. I don't know how you have it, but I would definitely have it. And I would want my kids to be comfortable knowing that two men can kiss and two men can love each other. And that's just how it is. Like, yeah, I have, listen, <laughs> I have a husband. He's going to meet my children. Mm-hmm. That's not, my issue is not them being gay. My issue is, you already struggle to raise your children the way that you see fit because too many people have too much to say to your kids Mm -hmm. and it's out of your control i would actually prefer homeschooling for my children to be honest if i'm in position to do that that's what i think i'm actually going to do but then we've also discussed private school so 
private school would be probably the ideal situation and in private school because you're paying 100%. there is there is a lot more say about yeah 100 what, what you can teach your kids but i know from my from my first nephew when he was in primary school they were having these conversations and my sister had to go to the school and tell them you will not discuss x y and z with my son and if you do if he comes home he will tell me and then we're going to have a different problem so he couldn't be involved in certain of the certain of the conversations and there was a reason why because as parents they wanted to have that conversation with them and tell them you know they're a family that a multi-faith family so my sister's you know the muslim then her husband's the christian you know like the kids go to church the kids you know acknowledge and observe ramadan and stuff like that so it's like for them she's just i don't want my children to be confused about certain things so i can control the narrative that's what i'm gonna do and i actually agree with that yes you do need to control the narrative because listen schools and the media and all these um, institutions already tell little black boys that they ain't shit anyway. You're not telling my little black boy nothing else about his sexuality. Fuck off, you're not doing it. I'm going to have those conversations. Me and my husband will be talking to our kids about those things and we will teach our children tolerance and the acceptance of other people's choices without necessarily agreeing with them if you do not. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't agree with someone doing something, that doesn't make you a bad person. That just means my choice to yours is different, but I can still respect you as a human being. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I'm just very hell-bent on controlling the narrative for my children. And that goes with not just the LGBT community. That goes with, like, race as well. Like, I want my children to be very aware of the great things that the people from their community and their culture no, like, have done. Um, yeah. And the schools do not do enough. The education system does not do enough to ch- teach our children about the achievements of black people about the strives of black people it pisses the whole thing that pisses me off basically but what you're not going to do is now start teaching, teaching my kids about rasta lgbtq <laughs> before you teach them about the importance of your heritage as a black person i I, person. I agree with you on that because you, you know I, I always speak about the fact that my mum was very big on us understanding black history yeah. and we went to saturday schools sunday schools we went to so many different schools and at home my mum was very big on teaching us about our own culture so yeah. my parents are rasta so they were very cultural like in general they liked us to know everything so for me that is part and parcel of being a parent like and i guess not enough parents do teach their kids these stuff. And this is, you know, this these whole conversations that kind of just falls back onto the problem, the reason why they have so much sex education in schools right now is because there's not enough parents teaching their kids the things that they need to know. And these are the things that you should be learning at home. Like, I agree, you should be learning. But for those kids that don't have the right parents, unfortunately, that's how they have to learn. And that's just, the, that's the saddest part of it. It actually has to be there. It's not even like, you can't take away sex education from your kids. Um, from the schools the schooling system you can take it away from your own children because you can do what you want but the whole school system is because there's so many people that do not teach their kids certain things how many friends do you have like I have quite a few friends yeah. that will I was that will say my mum never told me this or my, yeah. my parents didn't teach me oh, about sex or my didn't like this. Don't get pregnant. Yeah. That was that was. But do you get what I'm saying? So that, because of that, <laughs> because of those things, that is why now they Mind do you, things like sex education. I was 19 years old at the time we had this conversation, so <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sexually active. See, that's mad. That's mad to me because yeah. my mum told me about sex. My mum um, told me everything, and my mum. I wasn't sexually active, mm. but. At 19, the only reason why we had that conversation is because she knew I had a boyfriend. She was like, right, I need to have this conversation with her, but I don't want to encourage it. So my conversation was... Little did woman's mummy know. (laughs) Little did woman's mother know. (laughs) But yeah, 
Yeah, so, and I'm just like, it's a bit late to be telling me don't get pregnant because I could have, I had my period for how many years before that? Mm-hmm. I could have been pregnant, do you know what I mean? Like, why would you wait until yeah. you know I have a Did you say about appearance though? My, I had my sister. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was lucky okay, in that cool. sense. I had my sister for all those things. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like this LGBTQ stuff, I'm so sorry, but it's just taking the forefront of so many other pressing issues, in my opinion. And these people, I'm not saying they don't deserve rights, but I'm just saying that there are things before you or before them as a community that have been here that are still not being dealt with. And I just, like, and as well, my problem is, is the way things are being pushed on us. Like, you know, it's now. Been, I do think it's, it's not an agreed narrative, and yeah, it's not it's an agreed. Not. It's, it's not an agreed conversation. But, but then a lot of things aren't an agreed narrative. Like it's normal when you switch onto the TV to now see a lot of black men with white women. That's not an agreed narrative. It's also not an agreed narrative that every role these black men play, they have to be the gangster, they have to be the drug dealer, or they have to be the um, the snitch informant you know, it's all just bullshit we don't control no narrative and now on tv it's the narrative that okay you have a trans trans kid or you have like you know a gay couple raising a black child like it's all just it's all just too fucking much for my life yeah i it's think it's just much. yeah i i don't disagree with you but I, I do disagree at the same time i think that i think it does need to be taught in schools and i think the reason it does need to be taught in schools is for those kids that don't have parents who are teaching them the right the right way to how to deal with those situations and i, I feel like for those of, for those parents yeah i agree it should be a choice be i a think choice. i definitely 100 think it should be a choice because those parents who are actually knowledgeable and know how to discuss things properly with their kids should be able to take their children out of those conversations yeah, but for those kids who are not getting the right information at home or or none information on or just nothing or just aren't even looked after or cared for it's kind of needed. It's kind of needed. There was a there was an incident. I think it was last month in um it was here. It was in this country. I think we spoke about it briefly. Where they were teaching something in a in a in a college or something like that, and it was about it was it was oh, something I can't remember for the life of me. But basically, the student um got suspended because he said something like to them uh, yeah. why, why are you forcing this agenda and it was a white kid yeah. and he was his problem was like you're forcing this train of thought on trans people on me but I don't believe in that I believe in man and woman and they kicked him out of the school and the whole problem was mm-hmm. for me because he wasn't agreeing he wasn't being disrespectful he just said you're forcing this agenda on me but I don't want to learn about this because that's not what I believe in they kicked him out of the school because they said that he was being discriminatory or some bullshit. And I was like, no, he's just merely expressing to you that he has a different belief system and you guys aren't acknowledging that. You're telling him that he doesn't, um, he's prejudiced. And he's saying, no, like live your life in it and that's your choice. But at the same time, let, allow me to live my life and make my own choice. But if you're if you're in their establishment and you're trying to learn from them and they are they set the curriculum, that's what you got to learn. That's what you got to learn. Yeah, I know, but then I don't think it's fair that because he spoke up, your 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 solution was then to remove him from the from the school. But what was the alternative solution that we we teach you something different than we teach everybody no, else? The old, I think sometimes, and this is a problem with with adults and young people, you do not listen to what the young person is saying mm-hmm. and actually try and find a solution or come around. Your first instance is to beat them or punish them. Talk to the kid and say, okay, well. 
what because there was a video of it and you could see the conversation between the student and the teacher mm-hmm. and like you just the teacher was just stamping his authority and not really hearing what the young man was trying to yeah. say. I don't it's disagree I do not disagree with you. I just don't know I don't know why that child would have expected anything different. But maybe he wasn't aware that that's what he was gonna be taught in the school because it was more I don't think it was a curriculum thing. I think mm. it was more the fact that the teacher was saying, Well, I think we're living in a stone age if um um we don't have a trans or a gay couple in this narrative or something like that and he was just like well why would we kind of mm. thing like does everything have to revolve around that and then and then from there the teacher was like oh you're prejudiced you're this you're that and i was thinking no you know it's, it's a hard a belief system it's a hard conversation because having this conversation it makes me want to just like be the on the other side not that i am on the yeah. other side it just wants me to throw out questions like as to why why have... not because it makes you feel like and I know this is this is a bit of a stretch, and it may, when you're saying what you're saying, it makes you feel like, how did black people feel when all these things were coming up about black people, and people were saying it, it doesn't mean anything, and why is it any dissimilar to? Because to, the n- reason, right? So this. No, is and, I'm, and I'm I'm thrown out there, knowing in my mind why it's dissimilar, why there's reason for it to be dissimilar, but at the same time it's still excuses right people should be able to be it's, it's what what is sad about this world at the moment in general just in the world is that people can't just be but everybody has to force their things on other people whether whatever it is but like, that's my whole point yeah no and like, i agree by, by you saying it's going to form part of our curriculum you're forcing it on people that maybe do not want to know about it or do not want to know about it in the mm-hmm. way in which you want to teach it that's what my problem is Mm-hmm. Listen, like I said, if you like, be half man, be half cat. That's your business. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with me. I don't care. But stop making your agenda my fucking problem or telling me that I have to accept you because I fucking don't. The problem I is, is that their, their agenda has always been what we've been working towards, what we've been taught anyway. So their agenda is to not teach us real black history and we have to just suffer and deal with that. Their agenda is to not teach us and then, actually and then what it, happened it, it in this country October with slavery and, and, and stuff. We, yeah. We get, to, we get to learn about all Bob Marley. Yeah. So, 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 so it's the whole it's the whole system. It's like it's like a whole constant cycle of bullshit, realistically, because however they teach these things are gonna be in how they want it to be taught whether even if they taught it in a way that we were comfortable with yeah even if they just spoke about it on a very high level we still wouldn't be comfortable with it because it would still be their agenda that that they are pushing there's no there is no collective us that is why i'm saying listen you ain't teaching my kids shit about nothing like you're not i'm not i'm not with it and you know this mom, uh, this is this an mom, interesting this, one this mum to be no i'm not pregnant but i'm putting it in the universe <laughs> in a couple of years one will be having a next year friend. let's let's ask this question on the 17th of august 2020 okay anyway yeah <laughs> this yeah just know that this mum this future mum to be is with the shits i will listen you do not want me to come to the school in it I'm not that mum. No, you really don't. Like, you, you know, really like, do not. like, when we is that mum that I would get to come with me? <laughs> I'm going down to the because you're not, you're, you're not going to force your curriculum and agenda on my children. And that's why I really, really, really think actually private school or homeschooling is going to be the way for my kids because I just can't, if this is what we're talking about now, by the time our children are five years old, I don't know what the conversation is going to be in it. I hear you. And it's very scary. I hear you. So... Anyway, I've enjoyed this episode. I feel yeah, like we discussed a, a lot. Um, before we before we um, wrap up, um, yeah. do you have a have several seats moment? This I week? do have a several seats moment. Girl, have several seats. Have several seats.
I don't even need a seat for you. You need a whole bench. Go for it. Can I say have several seats? So the motherfucking bastard you thought would be a really good idea to go and play in the tracks at my local station. Okay. So on Thursday, they decided to, and I'm not even, they didn't even decide to kill themselves. They were trespassing. They just wanted to go and hang out on the tracks. Just chill. Because they had nothing else to do with their life at 10 past 7 in the morning. Mm-mm. And because of them, and then there's another, there was another train, um, I think it was the Thames link, link train, that had broken down the stop before my stop, so then I just couldn't even use that as an option. So then they ended up turning off the power at the station, and we all just had to figure it out on the bus and tube. And it was just a nightmare, but people that really do dumb shit like that is so selfish, so selfish, so fuck you, yeah? And the next time you go, you wanna we wanna play in public transport. Go and play play on the M twenty five, you little shits. Oh Lord, yes. Lord, yes, Lord. So they can have all the seats. Mm-hmm. Have all those seats, mate. Yes. So I don't have um, a seven seats moment this week because my week's been good and nobody has tried to fuck with me. <laughs> so <laughs> I've had That's a good week. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I don't have one this week, um, but I will go with Wummy's one and say have several motherfucking seats, motherfuckers. No, because I, do you know what? Yeah, this week there's been a, quite a few people at work that's come to work and been like, oh, this fuck bastard decided to jump on the train tracks. Yeah. Or I know that they, they those people passed away. Um, it's not very nice. It's really not, but it's very hard to have sympathy for somebody who causes so many other people so much disruption. frustration and disruption. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just, yeah. So, yeah, I've had a good week, man. And we might as well wrap it up. I should give you a have several seats just for the fact that you've had an unproblematic week. No. That is, that is the counterproductive <laughs> way of how we should be dealing with each other, friend. friend. <laughs> but anyway, guys, we hope you all have an amazing week. Don't forget, um, ooh, someone's hotline is blinging. Oh, look, it says... Hello? We are still recording. Oh, my God. What are they saying? Who is it? Hi. Hello. How are you? Yeah, for tomorrow. That's right. For Lobster. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, reservation. Mm, girl. Get your life. Mm. She's having a lobster meal tomorrow, y'all. Okay, great. Yeah. Mm, great. Fantastic. Thank you. See you tomorrow. See you bye. tomorrow. Bye. Yes, bye. Sorry, I'm sorry. But you know when you have a mm. reservation? Mm-hmm. And I've been dying for lobster for ages. Mm. I've been going on about lobster for the longest yeah. time. I don't think you understand. I've been no, dying for the lobster. Remember, like, the meal I took my friend to a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. I, a, I told you I had lobster macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Oh. It was lifting. Yeah, it sounds... <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was, yeah. Listen, yeah. I've been to this restaurant once before. Yeah. And it was about three years ago yeah. maybe and um when we went we went before it was going out out yeah. which was stupid because we couldn't i was already dressed yeah. my skirt was really tight yeah. and everything was really tight and i couldn't so really couldn't eat, eat properly no and even in the restaurant i felt hitch up in a little <laughs> like i didn't feel comfortable like yeah. you know like i wanted to have like i wanted to be real black and have like my my leggings my stretchable leggings yeah, or my yeah. big t-shirt i, I wanted to be serious yes so tomorrow I'm about to get my lobster on guys but on that note guys um, we hope no one has to tell anyone to have several seats next week but if you do we'd be interested to know what you're telling them have several seats for the at um, on Instagram is have several underscore seats on Twitter it's at hss underscore podcast and the mailbox is have several seats at mail.com have an amazing week people bye